0: hello and welcome to the black women working podcast this is season four episode four and we'll be talking about neurodiversity as always i just want to give you a big thank you for continuing to support us we really appreciate our listeners and we're really grateful for you guys you can engage with us on social media um, at BWW Podcast UK, and also using our hashtag hashtag BWW podcast UK. always feel free to email us as well at Black women work in UK at gmail.com and check out our website, which has all of our previous episodes. Yeah sorry (laughs) previous episodes including our let's talk about episodes as well and our website is blackwomenworking.com. So the topic of today's episode is neurodiversity and I personally really wanted to talk about this because I've seen a lot on social media people talking about neurodiversity, having autism and how this affects them in their day-to-day life but also how this affects them at work and I just kind of felt like it would be good to really take time to understand what neurodiversity is, speak to people who are neurodiverse and get a better understanding before we kind of all fall into traps of kind of stereotypical understandings of what people who are neurodiverse are like, what their lifestyles are like and and what their lived experience is. And so we're really, really, really grateful to have Tyler here to discuss her lived experience so tyler is a youtuber podcast and blogger who was diagnosed with autism at 17 and dyslexia 13 and um tyler has an amazing amazing youtube channel and a podcast and a blog um and she tweets as well but i'll let her tell i'll let her tell us more about herself and before we do get into it i just wanted to make a really important point that um neurodiversity is a very 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 broad subject and so we've only got about 45 minutes Mm -hmm. to an hour if tolls let us we might have like a little bit more than an hour but we know she's not gonna have it but um (laughs) i'm just being honest but we're only gonna be (laughs) you know what i mean let's be real people need to see what's going on bts behind the scenes no i'm joking but I just wanted to make a really important point that we're only gonna be able to really discuss a few specific conditions and experiences and points during this episode. But um, I'm gonna make sure that we provide some further links with further information, just in case people wanna do their own research and have a better understanding of neurodiversity. And also we're definitely gonna be providing links to Tyler's content as well. So ladies, that was a bit of a long introduction. Sorry, how are we today?
1: Good, thank you. Good. good. Good, excited to get this um episode going to be honest yeah
0: good 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 so um tyler thank you so much for joining us today um just as a general point i've watched your youtube channel and (laughs) i was kind of blown away with how honest and like blatant and transparent you are i found that so courageous just to be like this is what it is like to live my life basically this is what it is like to be me um so i just thought i'd just kind of let you just introduce yourself tell us kind of you know about your channel and what the motivations were behind you kind of sharing your lived experience in such an intimate way if if that's okay
2: yeah sound um so yeah about two years ago i started posting on instagram and it came about because i was leaving uni I've always had an interest in like creating social content and social media platforms and blah, blah, blah. But um, I saw, I loved that they could be a force for good. Mm. And as I was leaving uni, I was, I needed support. I needed help, like going for a job, getting a place to live, all this stuff. Like the adult, like it was time to adult now, and I was like, yeah. I, I, just, <laughs> I just need, like I just didn't, there's, I like, I was having challenges and they just seemed to be way outside of what my friends were having. Like it seemed to be impacting me a lot more. Yeah. For like the months before that as well, I was experiencing like really. Not, how how do I explain explain it? Like my mood wasn't what I'd had previously. Like I was sleeping so much and I was like, yeah. what's going on? And then I it I just like remembered I guess that I'm autistic and I guess that sounds odd to someone like if you get a diagnosis then it's like right it's, it's like your badge you carry for life and stuff like that but for me um my diagnosis came about because um there was just stuff going on at, at college and they were like yeah. um they're basically like right you you sort it out or you'd leave in um but they saw that there was something wrong they're like right we'll send you for a mental health assessment along that process the person who was assessing me realized that suspected i was autistic We went on to do that assessment. I didn't know at the time I was having an autism assessment. It wasn't until after it, at the end of it, they were like, yeah, we've just done this and you're autistic. And I was like, they might've told me, they might've told someone in the process that I was being assessed for autism, but I don't remember being told that. I just remember doing like, and because of my age, I was doing the child assessment. So I was like coming up with stories and like playing with figures and like, so it was all weird. But, but my engagement with mental health services have always been weird. It's always been because my school's making me go and it's never really come out with specific answers. I think that was the first time I'd gone somewhere and got an answer. But even then, all it meant, I think a lot of people, especially if they get diagnosed later in life, talk about it, giving them like, like a solution and answers like, right, I can do something moving forward, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, like all of these problems I've been having are explained. And I feel like I didn't get that because Mm. it was wrapped up in the fact that, thank God I can stay in college. Mm. Mm. Uh, I see, yeah, because it was kind of, yeah. Yeah, that took over everything in me. Like it was, that was my make or break moment. Like I'd, I'd done my UCAS forms. I was about to be going off to like a decent uni. Like I was a smart kid. And I was like, I could not let myself down at this point. Like, I don't know what's going on, but whatever it is, I need to get an answer that's gonna let me stay in that college. And we got there and then I just went about my life because there was no post-diagnosis support Um, my parents didn't want to hear it they (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's only now that when I've been posting online in a, in a in a vein of whatever you say, like, I'm running my own life. I pay my own bills. I can say what I want. This is my experience. This is mm. what my life's been like. I Don't use it as an excuse. It's a mm. reason for my behavior. Mm. But I understand that if something's going wrong, we need to work on it. I'm not saying I'm autistic, so I can't. I'm saying mm. I'm autistic. We need to find a way to make this work.
0: Yeah, I hear you. A hundred percent. Okay, but, so just... So, oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> Just taking a step back, um, one of the reasons I, I mm. think we need to talk about it is because this is becoming very much like a buzzword, and mm. I'm seeing a lot of employers talking about like oh, autism yeah. schemes and you know neurodiversity we we hire and we work in these ways and I think for me when I was beginning especially on Clubhouse to actually go into rooms with people who had ADHD and autism and just think about how their lives were different Mm -hmm. and then I was beginning to think you know as someone who's becoming more senior I don't even feel like I have the right tools to understand how to manage and to grow and develop someone who doesn't think exactly like me or doesn't yeah. fit into line with what I understand so what I thought would be good is kind of just for us to talk about like what neurodiversity is to just that everyone is on the same page because it is just yeah. more than autism and I think from my research was a um, sociologist called Judy Singer in the 2000s or the 90s who kind of came up with this term to describe people whose brain functions, learns and process information differently from kind of people who are neurotypical neurotypical people are the majority and so I don't know how you feel about it, if you want to kind of like I'll you know go off that. yeah, yeah. so
2: it, <clears throat> the way you've explained it is it's not wrong but... <laughs> <laughs> this is it, why I'm asking you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like it, it's not wrong but I think it's so what the way if what you're asking is what is neurodiversity and i say it's a term that's used to describe the fact that no two brains are the same so you've got all four of us here four four four, five three five i don't know how many of us there are you've got all all of us here on this on like recording this episode by the nature of the fact that we all have different brains and like no two brains are exactly the same this conversation is Mm. neurodiverse Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. it's what's happened it as the as it's been picked up and as it's been started to be used is the term neurodiverse is being used to as a label for people who are in the neuro minority Mm. and that's not what it is so when people are saying like we want our workplace to be more neurodiverse
1: they can do that Mm.
2: first of all yeah it already is but but what they really mean is they want to be more inclusive of the neuro minority yeah yeah Um, yeah and I think the reason I like to use language like minority, mo- neurominority, and neuromajority is because if you begin begin to say neurodivergent, mm. mm-hmm. it then implies that there's neurotypical, and then that mm-hmm. then others people who are exactly in the neurominority, and mm-hmm. it's like we're, we're just different. We're not we have different abilities. Just like everyone, everyone has different abilities. Mm-hmm. Like that's and then that ties back to the fact we've got the term neurodiversity. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. Everyone has like profiles that excel in some areas and others. Like, yeah, so to me, when I say neurodi- neuro minority, it be people in groups like autism, ADHD, dyspraxia, dyslexia, and all those the conditions that you think of when you hear neurodiversity, but when you're hearing that, you also need to include yourself, no mm-hmm. matter who you are, because, oh. Every family is neurodiverse. Like even the black community is neurodiverse, yeah. and that's why, like the organisation has the name it has. Um, yeah. so the nonprofit I have is called Black and Neurodiverse because the black community is both black, yeah. and neurodiverse. Um, and I wanted to include. Not thing is, it's not to include everyone. It's yeah. to support those in the neuro minority. But we can only do that if we include everyone in the conversation because we all need to have this like this understanding and knowledge of what it means and what the like what your lived experience is and that it doesn't just affect you in school and work it's Mm. your brain so it affects you throughout life
0: I think yeah I agree 100% and I think what was interesting to me when I started doing research on this and I was in a few clubhouse um, rooms with people who were like recently diagnosed is people talking about what had given them kind of, what behaviors they were exhibiting that had made them think that possibly they needed to go and get a diagnosis or so, or something, or they were, I'm trying to say it in the right way, but they felt like that they could possibly have been, have ADHD or have yeah. been autistic or things like that. And so there's kind of a lot of conversations on that from your perspective, what are kind of some of the key indicators that someone could have ADHD or have or some, some type of autism
2: um, so, there is only one type of autism, oh, technically. I, yeah. No, 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 that's not, I'm not, obviously, like, we're here to learn, so I'm just gonna let you know that it's, um, but within that, everyone's presents differently, so I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's what you're alluding into. Yeah, it, that's right? what yeah. I yeah. meant, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so everyone's presents differently. In terms of what to look out for, um again, like I'm not a doctor, I do only like post from my lived experience. And it would be a case of genuinely, I would advise like doing what you've done and going into clubhouse rooms and hearing what other people are saying. And if you identify with that, then going like having this mindset of ADHD only presents like X, autism only presents like Y and like, um, just having these like stereotypes that are currently that and not hearing from the people who live it and only looking at like textbooks and not seeing like even the gendering of traits which is something that's happening at the minute so it's like female or male autism like that's only coming about because Mm -hmm. um autism originally was something that was like um, pitched as being an extreme version of the male brain Mm. so that doesn't make a single ounce of sense and (laughs) yeah like so as we're moving like this this challenges we're having in the movement sorry i've gone so way off the topic that you've asked me about (laughs) but (laughs) let me bring it back so in terms of what to look out for if you have a suspicion then i'd first you know go to the nhs website see what they're saying then whatever the condition is that you think you might have go to their specific like charity or foundation. So you've got the ADHD. I think it's foundation. You've got the um, National Autistic Society and this one's for like most neurodivergent, neurominority groups. Um, read upon them, but then also back it up with lived experiences. Twitter is actually one of the best resources. There are a couple of blogs, mm-hmm. um, but from my experience, Google top ranking, they're from white people, black experience is different. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) And honestly, the one thing that if you see someone, like I I don't wanna speak for every person in our minority, but on the whole, like we've been through the process and we understand how hard it can be. So I just find a way to reach out, like maybe engage with their stuff first and then maybe like send them a message and be like, I'm experiencing this. what what does this sound like to you? But also remember that they're not professional. So when people mm-hmm. do it to me, sometimes I'm just like, I'm not your therapist. But like I, because but I think for me, it's a case of I put so much stuff out there. And you can see yourself in my work. To other people, mm-hmm, yeah. if it's like, if it's someone you know or like, someone you've got suspicions with, like just try and yeah, just if you suspect, there's no harm in pursuing it if you're able to do it like through the NHS.
1: Yeah, um, I wanted to ask a question, actually. I have quite a bit of familiarity with autism. It's kind of just something that's always kind of been around me for several years, Mm -hmm. whether it's um, friends with family members that have autism, or when we were in primary school, we used to... we used to have kind of a partnership with um, a special education special needs education school where we'd Mm -hmm. have kind of like our pen pal, I'll call it a pen pal, we weren't writing to them but we'd have our person that we'd see every other week and they would be our friend Um, but to bring it back to kind of this topic I know with autism it typically presents more in males than in females and I was wondering what how that has kind of impacted your experiences in terms of getting diagnosed and the help that you've had after that and also looking at the intersection of race as well being a black woman who is autistic as well and how you feel that has played into the help that you have or you haven't received and Mm. and what that's meant for you kind of navigating um not only your education but also working life okay um Can we go like bit by bit through that question? Yes, we can. Sorry, yes. (laughs) The first step is um, kind of what the experience. Have you felt that there has been a difference in your experience compared to male counterparts? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I personally like. Do I know any autistic men?
2: No. Um, But in terms of like autism presenting or presenting more in men, it's Mm. not. I don't think it's that. I believe it's that it's diagnosed more in mm. men because of what like, yeah. I was saying before, it was it used to be extreme male brain theory. Mm-hmm. So when you bring in the fact that like the structure of the medical system mm. and we've got it based on this theory, then you want even looking at like um, physical health, like you've, you're hearing loads at the minute that like medical students are only being shown skin conditions on white kids mm-hmm. like or white, mm-hmm. white skin. So bring that to psychology, and then mixing culture mm-hmm. we are I believe that black people are socialized differently and racism has a massive thing to play on that as well
1: yeah. and
2: if you and this is one of the things that I used to struggle with is I went to predominantly white schools and there's this thing called masking that people who are in the non-minority and also people who have like um, depression and anxiety sometimes do yeah. so if like someone's got quote unquote high functioning depression then they'll be presenting that they're okay and then like mm-hmm. have, be depressed yeah. at home um, and I presented and masked to fit in a, a school yeah. full of white girls yeah. so I'm already autistic then mm-hmm. I'm presenting this what's it called code, code switching Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you've got the, the awesome to play with that as well so it's like I just think what took so long to get my diagnosis and where race and gender comes into play is the Mm. fact that like the actual diagnostic criteria the theories the learnings the teachings were not made Mm -hmm. to fit someone who is not a white male Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you feel if it has that's played into kind of employment situations is there Kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like off the top of my head now. I'm just mm-hmm. making some assumptions. Is there kind of sometimes a disbelief, like, oh, how could you be autistic, sort of? Um. So
2: I'll be so honest. When I was in my last year of uni, I was like, I was so involved during uni at the students' union and all this stuff. And there was this one job there that was made for people that just, like know about the union. It was like working on the help desk. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd applied year after year, didn't get it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tiny violin this cover letter, and I was like, I'm a black woman, <laughs> and I am autistic, and I I just I just I was like, you know what? I'm sure you've got some quota to hit. I'll do. I'll I'll get all your bars. Like just get me in. Mm. And it was that year with that cover letter. Bear in mind, I'd been involved with the union since my first day at uni, like heavily, that I got the job. And I'm just like, if, if it's like, everyone's like, oh, don't play that card, but it's the card I've got, I'm gonna play it. Mm-hmm. So that's one time it's been beneficial. But in terms of detrimental, um, there was also a job in like hospitality. Um, we do it working in like a cafe. And it was the first time I'd ever, told like a traditional, like a traditional employer, like working at a junior mm-hmm. like, it's a bit of a safe space, fun and games, da, da da This was outside world, post uni, I was like, right, dessert bar, went in for just a standard team team role. and She was like, um, I was like, okay, but she wanted me to be the um, team leader. And I was like, we can do that, but I'm just gonna let you know that I'm autistic, um, which, and she was like, no, that's fine. And I was like, right, but do you understand what that means? It's like, yeah, 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 it's fine. I was like, well, I'm just very, not authoritarian, but like I'm just very. It, it, it is how it is, mm-hmm. and and leading a team of new people in a new in a new venue, new area. You've not managed this team before, before you've not managed this team before either. I don't know how that's going to go down. She's like, no, I'll help you, I'll train you. Duh, duh. I was sacked like two weeks later before the shop opened. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, it was. God be- <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> it was no, but the reason is is because. That wasn't the only thing that was the aut- that the um, the way that Im- or look. That wasn't the only way that being autistic was impacting me at that job. It was mm-hmm. also the fact that she kept changing my start times. Mm-hmm. It is the one stereotype that, about autism that actually reigns quite true. That
1: the frigging
2: love routine and mm-hmm. order and yeah. just don't mess things around unnecessarily. Things have to make logical sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. saying you have to. I mean, this is the thing with me with me and logic at least. It's like, I'm not saying you have to do things my way. I just need to understand why you do them your way. Yeah. (laughs) And it's got to make sense. Yeah. So just
0: kind of like carrying on from that, because one thing um, people kind of, get concerned about when thinking about whether they should go through the NHS process is like yeah. how would you communicate your diagnosis to an employer and what do you actually need your employer to consider when managing mm-hmm. you like you said allocating tasks to you all that type of thing I know you're, you now said that your personal experience has been you told someone you're autistic and it seems like they didn't really understand yeah. what yeah. that actually meant for you yeah. Like, how so, would you kind of advise people who are autistic that are going for, for jobs to kind of communicate their needs to their employers?
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a really like, not sensitive, obviously, it's yeah. sensitive, but it's like a sticky one because mm, yeah. it's, it, it is as much as it shouldn't be. It is another yeah. thing that you're just like, damn, I'm black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn, I'm autistic. Like, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like, it is just another like. When do I tell them? Da da da. So I think, yeah, for me personally, and this isn't like the advice like you I should give, but it's what I want to say because I believe this is that like this is what I would do. Um, I would get the job. Mm-hmm. Then, when you're in there, if you tell your employer within the first six, well, the, if you tell your employer without the in the first six weeks, and you're in the UK. There is this thing called—I need to get the name right. Cyber, so I, I think it's called Access to Work Scheme. Mm-hmm. And basically, what this is is government-funded support for for anything that you would need. And if they apply and pro, apply for and process it within your first six weeks, I think I'm right in saying that the employer doesn't burden any of the costs. Mm. If you do it after this six weeks mark, depending on the size of the company, it's turnover, blah, blah, blah. They're liable for some of the cost mm-hmm. and it's, it goes on a sliding scale. So that is actually one of the times where it's like, get your feet under the table, sign your contract, sit at your desk, then email HR. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and in terms of, yep. <laughs> <laughs> cause, and, and just also like including that email, like the link to the website, it's a.gov website. Explain the quicker we do this, the less you pay in, like, just highlight all of those things and if you are in a position where you don't know what you need they c- um, the government so the access to work scheme will send someone to assess do an oh, assessment wow. and work out yeah. what you need i, I don't so know great. how good they are i haven't been through the process but okay. something's better than nothing
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and if it provides a start then that's great i think one of the things that i'm I'm doing an internship at the minute. And one of the things that I've explained to their like neurodiversity affinity group is that like, it needs to be an open conversation. Like access needs do change. Like as you get in different clients, as you're on different tasks, different weeks, changes in medication, like uh, neurodiversity being like neurodivergent in the neuro minority is something that affects your life, not just Mm. your work life. So the door always needs to be open for these conversations. And that's something that employers (laughs) need to take on their side oh my god tyler i'm so so happy you've given that advice because (laughs) for me (laughs) i'm so
0: serious because i as a careers advisor many students come to me and say oh they are scared to go to their employees like they want to apply for this job they really Mm -hmm. think they'll be good at it but they're scared to actually let them know like what they what what condition they have or yeah. if it's autism they might say oh miss i'm a bit
1: scared i don't know how to tell them and you can actually see the fear in their face like yeah i've been there the yeah
2: it, because it's like uh, how hard it is to get jobs these days you mm-hmm. say yeah. and it's just like you're on eggshells those three months of your probation period six in some places you're just like i can't i can't even turn up late i need to go to the dentist it's all right mm-hmm. i'll let my tooth rot like you can't <laughs> 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 it's, it's scary like, it, they so honest like just i think framing it as something that it's like it's free to make me the best person that can work here mm, um yep. is the best place to go and obviously if you are outside of the 12 weeks i mean six, six weeks, weeks yeah yeah if you are outside of that then it's still you're not burning all of the costs like and even some of the things that you can implement might even be free i think i'll send you over a link to a like a worksheet with some things that you can look out for that might help And most of those are things that you can implement either as an individual or just with your direct manager. Obviously this is, it sounds like a lot of the advice I'm giving is subject to being in like office based work or like knowledge worker type work, but even in like um, more, not flexible working, but like if you're customer facing or like have rotors and stuff like that, like there are small amendments and things that you can do either for yourself or that your employer can support you with. So it's just like hacking and like gaming the system and just designing your life so it works for you, really.
0: No, that's actually really helpful. One thing that I had heard a lot about and a lot of people speaking about was, you know, people being able to self-diagnose for autism (laughs) and self-diagnose for ADHD. I know that you've obviously went through your process because of the (laughs) school you went to, but do you actually think that it is possible to self-diagnose for these
2: things? I think it is possible to, it's possible and necessary for you to identify traits within yourself and identify with that, like neuro minority condition or whatever. Um, in terms of using that to access support, I think that you should be able to because obviously, if you've got these traits, then Mm. you need things to be changed. I also think that there, there is power in having an actual diagnosis but that's just because of the way the world works at the minute and that actual yeah. diagnosis is usually your path to getting some sort some forms of support whether I I think I, I don't think self-diagnosis and leaving it there is yeah. wrong mm. and I don't think self-diagnosis and leaving it there should stop you from getting support I don't think you should, it doesn't make, because look at the, look, right. You've got waiting lists. Then you've got like, the actual process itself can be overwhelming and daunting. It's like, you need a lot of perseverance. And if you're already at breaking point when you're entering this process, I wouldn't shame anyone for giving up when they're being like, they're having, imagine having to sit there and convince your GP that you need help, like what? Sis. (laughs) And that's literally (laughs) what it is.
1: like. A lot of the dialogue that I hear these days, especially with regards to specifically ADHD, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people having to sit down with professionals and say, yeah, look, this is why I believe that I am ADHD. Like, you've actually yeah. got to make a case for it. But then- and it is notoriously hard to, like, diagnose in adulthood. But more mm-hmm. and more people mm-hmm. are getting diagnosed by it. But 70% of the effort is the person themselves. Yeah, but then this is the to thing. Pester
0: the GP. Pester them. Pester them do if this
2: is if 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 it's not then what is it give me an ultimate like i i believe it's this but i'm not the one who spent these many years in medical school tell me what it is then like give me we need to do like i don't like there's no the med even from what i've heard as well like the medications for adhd they're not fun like they Mm. it's it takes a toll like on your body and you have to manage it. You have to regulate it, but that then like helps you excel in other areas and manage the traits that are having negative impacts on your life. So it's like, it's, it's no, it's not easy even once you have the diagnosis. So it's like, I don't get how like, (sighs) uh, there seems to be a fear that people are claiming to be in the neuro minority for like, Mm -hmm. for sympathy or for, I don't know, clout—wrong word—but you get what I'm saying. I know. What yeah, you mean. I know what you yeah. mean. Like for the fun of it, and it's like it ain't—it ain't fun. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> like I—I I, just to give an example, um, my flatmates in my last year of uni didn't know that I was autistic. Um, I didn't really mix with them much. I mean, that should have been their sign. But uh, <laughs> um, so I'd like be in my room, and they would be sat in the hallway. And just like use autism or autistic as a uh, what do you call it, and like an effect, like what do you call what's Buff- it called? A buffer. No, so? no, no. Like a, uh, 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 like not when you're bullying someone, but you know you're bantering with your friends and you say something that's like, uh, "Haha, that's so autistic." Like. Oh an, yeah, I know exactly uh, what yeah. you
0: mean. Like to what? tease you, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, as a, as a joke, and it's just like, that's not a joke. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very off key to be honest but that happens in life like i was listening to a podcast the other day um but that's like listened to by a lot of like the black community like it's Mm -hmm. a popular podcast and Mm -hmm. one of the hosts just sat there and said like you could never tell me that my child has adhd do you, that's loaded. Oh, that is very yeah. loaded. That comes you know from a place of
1: ignorance, and yeah, it, 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 it you know plays it is, into the, the taboo within the black community concerning that, oh, I don't it. even. I do, do you know, I don't
0: even. I don't even. Sorry, Tolls, I don't even think it's that. I think when people see people who have a different way of thinking and a different way of perspective, they automatically link it to poor discipline. And so, if you have yeah. a child that has ADHD, mm-hmm. it's a sign that you haven't raised your child correctly so it's the idea that and there's two level labels to it one it's the idea that you haven't you haven't done a good job because you can't control your child and if you would have just raised your child properly they wouldn't have autism they wouldn't have ADHD which is total crap but also I think it's a fear of this kind of power of labels Mm -hmm. and I think there is there is a history if we've just transparent with the NHS and the education system kind of self- Not that ADHD and autism Mm -hmm. are these things. I feel like issues are being conflated. But there's a fear of engaging with professionals because of being labelled and abuses in the previous NHS
1: history and how
0: they've treated black people. So it's steeped in ignorance. But I think taking a step back, we just need to think, rather than just saying it's ignorance, it's more understanding of what does that statement actually mean. That person should never Mm -hmm. say anything like that. That person is like a dirty Jankro
1: but <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is that's ignorance. like where it's coming from it's ignorant yeah. stemming from not actually understanding mm-hmm. yeah, what the conditions unknown. are and yeah. what because act- people think that adhd is just like oh someone Behavioral. having bad yeah bad behavior yeah. but it's so much more complex and nuanced than that so the key to that is just education but that's also yeah. why i love people like yourself tired and other um of the neuro minority who are coming out and explaining you know this is um what i have and this is how it impacts me daily because i think people are now getting a wider understanding of how these conditions can impact people daily because I know when I was growing up as I said I was very familiar with autism it was kind of always around me but mm-hmm. there's loads of people who never even heard of it or never knew anything yes. about it that yeah. I know until like their 20s they never had any kind of experience whatsoever and they don't know as well that it is a spectrum and mm-hmm. um, you can have some like you I don't know how to explain, I, I don't want to get too to technical take into over. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in like, terms of being yeah.
2: a spectrum, it's not a linear spectrum, it's a mm. wheel. Mm. So there's, imagine imagine you've got a clock and at every number, there's a different trait. And starting from the center, kind of like a clock or a dartboard, whichever one you want, they you'll be like, more towards the outside or more towards the inside as to how um, much that trait influences or impacts mm-hmm. your life. And everyone has a different um, profile like that. Um, the, in terms of being like, see the language around like higher and lower functioning mm. is, is, it's is icky. just not, it's not, it's not, it's not icky. It's just not to be used. Like I mean, <laughs> don't want to hear it. it. doesn't make sense. It just mm, like yeah. what you're saying when you use that language is, you are able. So, if you're higher functioning, what you're saying, like, so, well, that's what someone would say to me. It's you're you're saying, oh, uh, you don't inconvenience me that much. Mm-mm. That's literally it. Like, it. like, and then if you are lower functioning, it means like you need more support. Like, we we've got to got to keep an eye on you. And it's just like, yeah. no, nah, it's just it's just my autistic traits present in a way that means I need different support to the person that presents in a different way, like. Mm. So then, that would be the different types of spiking out on a clock or a dartboard. Um, so yeah.
1: Mm, yeah, it's an education piece for, for everybody, I think, It, but yeah, obviously platforms like yours are increasing people's understanding and knowledge of it, and we kind of just have to be open to having those discussions, and um, as I said, some of these things, like sadly are taboos within our uh, communities and i've seen it treated as taboo as well for what reason i don't know but Mm -hmm. that's just the way well it is it's it's one of those like if
2: there are i think i when i hear it i can i can understand it because i'm from a family that also like it has those views those values like i've just had to move out of staying with a with a very close family member because they were it it, do i want to say ignorant they weren't willing to accept the ways that autism actually impacts me in my life. They only yeah. saw it as something that impacts you in the workplace and in school. And I'm just like, that it's not. You're living with me and you can see these things. Like, how can you not, what do you think it means? Like, let's talk about it. And there was just no space for conversation. Um. So within how I think within the black community and like why we're at in the, this is the thing. I actually want to also highlight, we're not that, we're not worlds apart from where other communities are with this mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. So exactly. as I I just want to frame it like it's not as if, oh, which I think or like this hmm. Tyler, calm down. It's not as if <laughs> <laughs> it's not as if black people are being like hard-headed, ignorant, and we're the only ones being like this. Yeah. This happens in the white community. This happens yep. in Asian communities. Like it's it's a conversation, it's a movement that's across yeah. society. So although we are specifically talking about the black community, we are black people we're looking out for our people and further in our education when we're, we're not behind. So, mm, yeah. I just want I just want to put that out there. No, that's a that's a good point. That's a good that's a good point to make. Um But also, we can get ahead. And we we could be the ones to lead it. And I also do think it's important and it'd be interesting to see because as I was saying before about the um autism being like the extreme male brain and that's so now within the autism movement, the first movement that I saw was women being included in the conversation. And we're not at a point yet where it's it's equal, like all like women and men, like we understand that it can da 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 like we're still women are still like fighting to change um diagnosis criteria and da da da. And this is across most the neuro neuro minority conditions. But I also wanna see if at the same time we can get women included, are we gonna get black women included? Yeah. Are we gonna get black people included? Because there is nuance in diagnosing men and women in the same way that there's nuance in diagnosing people from different races because of their cultures and stuff like that. Yeah. And
0: it was like, sorry. No, because what I was gonna say is that as part of researching for for this episode, I did try to kind of look and see if there are any statistics about black women <laughs> been diagnosed and i found like one article in the us yeah. that had been written by someone who was diagnosed basically saying i don't know anyone who's really like me there are no statistics facts or figures we need to do better and that was yeah. probably written what in 2020 and there, there was no other kind of information out there yeah. none of the information about coping with autism or any of the other kind of neuro neuro-minor- minority conditions, yeah. whatever kind of, con- even on their website, they don't even have anything that talks about or touches or references culture or differences in culture and differences in upbringing. It's very kind of, you know, this is what it means. This is how it, it displays. And once you have an assessment, this is how it will be. This rather is... than there's no consideration for any factors outside of your, you know, your diagnosis. And there's so much more than that.
2: Exactly. fully, And I feel like June is like June 2020 was the moment that a lot of the organizations just like showed their ass, like <laughs> black and BAME are not the same. Like, and I was just like the, the statements that they, that the few did release were pathetic, yeah. The like, and it wasn't even an inward look at the services you're providing. Like this black people don't use our services. It's because your, your service doesn't cater mm. to black people. Yeah. Like black people are hard to reach no we <laughs> mm. just don't engage with services that aren't that, that are appropriate um exactly. so that's also like exactly. where the the non-profit came from but um there was something mm. else you said in terms of um research and stuff like that even the centers and like the charities like the research yeah. charities that i've come across yeah. they're not they they'll come up and This i saw one i'm thinking of one specific one and they came up with like proposals for like upcoming research that they wanted to conduct Mm. not a single one mentioned race obviously not (laughs) i'm like that's all right you don't have to all right if you don't want to do a specific one i understand funding is tight if you don't deem it important whatever cool you and your white leaders wouldn't um (laughs) but then when when you (laughs) want to go down like it's true isn't it like it doesn't what do they it doesn't impact them but the thing is when you're looking at social issues such as homelessness and employment and I think there was another one um just like maybe it was attainment gap but I think I'm wrong but like those things heavily impact black people and the black community so how can how can you not include race even in the little blurb like oh we're, we're gonna give we're gonna consider it like just 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 lie like the same way that you <laughs> want to go and put no but this is this is what annoyed me this is what annoyed me because you want to go and put your little like like 3c afro girl on the little home page
0: oh with yeah 100%. Speech
2: bubble, the speech bubble saying she wants to see more about people of color and then your research you're conducting doesn't do that mm. but then you want to use your twitter header as well oh, that day i wrote such a long email and i had mm. to like i sat on it and i was like you know what
1: i actually don't want to engage with them i don't want to have this conversation why am i the one who has to do this See, that's play, that plays into the question that I wanted to ask you, actually, with regards to your platform and um, Black and Neurodiverse. Like, how have you found it in terms of, like, first of all, um, drawing all those people together and kind of engaging, I guess, is the purpose more as a support network for mm-hmm. the people involved in it? Or is there any kind of plan to kind of reach out to organisations and say, look, we're here, we exist, it's about time that you... Created space Mm -hmm. for us, so I think it would be
2: uh, my my thing at the minute is that I think it would be foolish of me to set out to try and do what these charities and organisations with existing infrastructure are clearly capable Mm -hmm. of doing. Mm -hmm. So I just want to use Black and neurodiverse as to gather the community together Mm -hmm. and those that need the support and be like, right, like you said, we're here, we exist, like why aren't you catering for this subset of the population that you claim to be serving? Mm-hmm. And it, then if it's a case of developing like different pathways or adapting the services they already offer, mm-hmm. I want to be able to give them like groups of people who can help do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, it's just a thing like it's very, <laughs> I'm not lazy. I just know what my talents are.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's expected to do the legwork. Yeah, I'm
2: not I mean? setting out to be some like trailblazer. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you literally get all the funding. You're always in the press. Da, 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 so you've got the money, you've got the infrastructure, you've got the mm. capacity.
1: Is, we just, just, we just want, just open the door, let us yeah, in. Like, do the yeah. work and stop ignoring us because we're quite yeah. clearly here. I get yeah. that 100%. Yeah, there's one
0: thing I did kind of want to ask before we kind of start drawing to a close. It's just, what advice would you give to like a newly diagnosed autistic black woman? Because I think um, there are people who, especially through lockdown, have yeah. gone through that process and now coming out with diagnosis some people have even gone to do it because of the things the discussions we've had about the nhs have now actually gone to do it like via private yeah. healthcare as well especially if the yeah their workplace maybe. have that um, mm-hmm. but what if you you know get your letter back or you have your kind of consultation with your doctor and he said you know you have autism or you have adhd or you are here on the spectrum or you have dyspraxia mm-hmm. dyslexia what would What would be kind of your two key points of advice or even words of encouragement for people who have black women who've just had a diagnosis, especially for adults as well?
2: Um, I think it would be take your time in processing it. Hmm. Um, It's just because you have your diagnosis now doesn't mean that everything's going to be fixed in a week's time, in a month's time. Like it is a lifelong learning process in a sense of you have a brain that's different to the majority. So this world isn't designed for you. Everything, well, a lot of the things you're gonna come into contact with, like you're gonna have to adapt and mold and just like learn how to make work for you. And it's a tiring process. Like it's never gonna be over until we have, but I think once we have acceptance and more awareness, it'll become easier to do, Um, but take your time with it and, yeah, welcome to the club. So <laughs> like in terms of like where to go at the minute like the only UK based organization like, that like I know of is for like ADHD, and it's the ADHD, ADHD babes. Um they're doing amazing work. Um but in terms of like support networks, build your own, find people yeah. and just yeah, I I think one of the things that I noticed when I went reaching out for support 2 years ago yeah. was that like it is white centered and it is like just cringe like why in a like this is my thing that like, like, i came up with back then is like in a world where literal churches meet in pubs <laughs> why is autistic like services for young people taking place in community centers mm that's not I don't want to that's not like I, I, I'm a I'm a like a Gen Z millennial like I'm on the cusp I'm just like I'm not going to a community center like I can't Instagram that <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. like it's, it's 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 something that's already a little bit shameful because I'll be honest I'm here and like you know what I mean like yeah. it's already a little bit shameful so now i have to go down to this one random venue at the end of the road with a
1: broken gate that smells oh god when you I'm put sure. it like that i fully understand <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like
2: this, i'm not saying it has to be somewhere hip and cool like use a we workspace or go down to it's just the setting matters mm. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: no i hear you i hear you oh well um tyler that is that's actually been amazing it's thank you so much for just being so transparent actually giving us so much information mm. um and guidance yeah. yeah no 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 it's been it's been it's been like really enlightening just to hear from you as well and just thank you for taking up space in today's episode um i would really love for you to just give us all your details so that's mm-hmm. your twitter your insta your youtube channel your podcast because i feel like our listeners will really want to hear like more from you yeah. we'll definitely put this in the information in the copy for the episode but yeah. please just for the benefit of our listeners let them know where they can get a hold of you uh, and everything... don't leave anything out
2: no it's easy it's easy <laughs> i kept it simple everything is autistic tyler that is everywhere you want to look whatever platform i'm on i'm on there as autistic tyler um, Tyler is spelled T Y L A. Um, yeah, that's literally it. I I'd, I'd say join the newsletter, but I've honestly like I've not kept up with it. I've not been sending it out. Podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, in a panoramic. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> we can't um, say that on that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Really. So the podcast is called the One Percent, but you can find it. It just goes to my YouTube channel. It's probably like, the easiest way to find that. And yeah, that that's me, autistic Tyler, everywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. oh perfect well thank you so much for joining us today i just want to thank the listeners for listening as always remember to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the black (laughs) woman working podcast
1: and leave a rating (laughs) as well oh my gosh and leave a rating subscribe comment yes
0: everything everything you must do and i'm I'm joking sorry you sounded like (laughs)
1: facing the news (laughs) just then
0: well you know you know she's my spirit animal but um as always, we really want to keep the conversation going. So, you know, a hashtag, hashtag BWW Podcast UK or at BW Podcast UK on Twitter and Instagram and email us. More importantly, we'd really love to hear your thoughts on the episode. So, please do get in touch. And you can also get in touch with Tyler by no, no, Googling. No, 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 no,
2: no. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Like, she she, don't, she, want said no. she yeah. don't want to be yeah, overwhelmed. It just, no, she don't want to be overwhelmed. But you can, really like yeah, you can really overwhelm. Like engage with my content, leave comments and stuff like that. But I just feel like for me, like it, it's a lot. Yeah. I'm just, okay. I'm just about managing my own life right now. That's okay. All right
0: then. On that note, you can engage with Tyler on um, her platforms. Just Google autistic Tyler. Um, but yeah, from that, from us now, it's goodbye until the next time. And thank you so so much for listening, ladies.
1: Oh, adios. adios. Right, bye. 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 <laughs>